0: Hey, beloved. How's your 2022 going so far? Are you feeling like you're in the middle of some densities, some craziness, or are things just off to the races and you're frantically trying to keep up? Do you have a map for how to navigate all that's happening for you in 2022 so far? Today's guest is Brandon Handley. He is the host of the Spiritual Dope podcast and we're going to have a great discussion today about how to find that inner compass and stay on track as you navigate your earthly human experience. Tune in to find out more. Soul Nectar Show,
1: the Soul Nectar Show. You're invited, delighted to the spiral.
0: Join us on this beautiful journey, Soul Nectar Show, Soul Nectar Show. Before we start this episode, I, Carrie Hummingbird, and I, Akeem Sami, want you to know that you are invited, you're invited to, to join Soul Nectar, Nectar Tribe. tribe. If you like what you hear on Soul Nectar Show, you will love being in person with us in Soul Nectar Tribe. We invite you to check it out. First 30 days is free. Right now, go to CarrieHummingbird.com, K-E-R-R-I hummingbird.com forward slash membership and sign up.
1: We'll We'll see see you at at our next tribe tribe gathering. gathering.
0: And now on to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Soul Nectar Show. That show where we talk about all things essence, where we gather around the campfire and we share our stories of connection to that, which is bigger than us, the great mystery beyond the veil, the divine essence within and all around us. And I'm your host, Carrie Hummingbird. I love these conversations. They light me up each and every time I have them because it reminds me that in the middle of my density, in the middle of my human experience, in the middle of my doubt, confusion, lack, misunderstanding, shadow living down there at these low frequencies on planet earth in the 3D, that I'm actually so much more than those shadows that actually I have this indwelling divine that is here to experience these low frequencies, but then also to lift them into higher dimensions of understanding which is as many of you know why I love the gene keys because they're just potent way of navigating your soul's curriculum. You get a little map. You know, who doesn't like a map in the middle of a dense forest? <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, okay, what part of the forest am I in right now? Oh, I'm in this part. Cool. That's why this stuff's happening. Awesome. Now I get to understand it at a different deeper level. So How do we navigate this? I mean, that's really going to be the the focus of today's conversation with our guests because we all need to find that compass in the middle of density to remember ourselves as divine beings because that remembrance is going to lift us into another whole understanding another perspective, another energetic, another flow, if you will, you know, like in the Gene Keys, we can travel down through the clunkiness of the shadows, or we can learn how to lift ourselves into the gift. And then we can be flowing with life and kind of like dancing with life and experiencing the mystery of life in a whole different vibration. And then if we get really good at this, we can also experience this expansion of the acidic frequencies of like the divine frequencies and then really bring all that into our human experience here too. So we can dance and check and drive all over the place once we know how to bring the divine into to our human experience. So today we have on the show transformational coach, Brandon Handley. Welcome, Brandon.
1: Hey, Carrie. Thanks for having me on today.
0: I'm excited to have you on. We're going to have a great conversation today. So Brandon actually has a bunch of certifications. He has graduated from the Champlain College in appreciative inquiry and in-depth studies of motivational inquiry, as well as other major certifications in NLP and cognitive behavior therapy. You know, all the things that we explore because we get once we start getting into this it's sort of like um addictive to figure out how much more there is to learn and grow. And I was actually, I uh, had a beautiful conversation with Brandon over on his podcast, the Spiritual Dope Podcast, where he shares practical applications, theories, and stories as they relate to spirituality, the law of attraction and coaching tools so that we can empower people to, you know, step into their actual lives, not like fake lives or dense lives, but like actual living, you know, what like I hear like rainbow colored life, you know, like the full expression. So Brandon, tell us a little bit about you and how you got interested in all this stuff and started applying yourself in this way to learn all these beautiful gifts that you now share.
1: Well, Carrie, you know, I think uh, a lot of us, we find our gifts by accident, right? We just kind of, uh, we, we follow kind of um, these signposts as they were, uh, these, you know, our hearts bliss as Joel Campbell likes to say. And we we know that, when we're not in alignment, things just feel kind of all jacked up, right? You're just not, you're, you're walking through mud. And so I'd say probably about four years ago, maybe even five now, I had a sales coach because I was like, well, I need a sales coach because I need to keep focused. I need this and that and the other thing. And as it turned out, this was the first time that I'd really kind of applied myself to 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 much of anything. Because up until that point, life had been pretty good. It like kind of gave me everything that I really wanted and or needed, without like too much effort. Like I tried. I went to work. I did the things, but I hadn't really tried. Like I hadn't really been intentional or purposeful, or I hadn't really. Followed my bliss, as it were. Had paid no attention to my intuition or uh, my greater self, my greatness, as it you know, as we talked about there in the beginning. There, and as it turned out, about midway through this coaching experience, I wanted to develop a podcast myself. I was like, you know what? I'm I don't I'm not interested in the sales piece anymore. I want to I want to kind of I want to start a podcast and do what you're doing, uh Elise, my coach. I was like, well, Elise, I really just kind of like coaching and. Because it feels great to be coached. I imagine, Carrie, that you you've had your share of coaches and like the, there's like this kind of instead of somebody poo-pooing your ideas or anything like that, there's somebody there who's supporting you and saying, Well, okay, that sounds kind of interesting. Uh, how do you see that working out? Versus, well, that's a stupid idea. You should never try to do that. <laughs> right. Uh that that was uh kind of one of those one of the things that I experienced during that coaching with with uh least was was I brought up the idea to do a podcast and i wholly expected her to say like yeah that's dumb we're we're totally on this track brandon stay on this track stay focused stay blah, blah blah and she's like okay how can i support you how can you know i know some people that could be on your podcast i was like why isn't she telling me this is a bad idea right <laughs> i mean and so it was just kind of like this kind of a uh, whole new area to kind of kind of look at and uh I opened up, right? I opened up a little bit and then I was doing a podcast on fatherhood and trying to, you know, doing a fatherhood coaching bit, but I was also doing it in, you know, how we make fun of all the newbie marketers on Facebook or uh, Instagram. And, you know, I was doing all the things that people tell you you're supposed to do, but it wasn't, it wasn't, still, still wasn't in alignment. And uh, so I went through that process of doing all the things that were not in alignment and becoming aligned, Throughout the process, being like, oh, you know, this doesn't feel right. I'm not doing this the right way. I'm not doing this with the right intent. I'm not feeling led by source, as it were. Of course, even then, I wasn't even thinking of being led by source. I was just doing all the markety things to make some. I've got to monetize my podcast. Got to monetize that blog. Got to, you know, all, all, all that stuff. So I, I got to a point where I just realized that um, I wasn't in alignment. And I just started thinking about some other ways that I could become in alignment. I was still drinking quite a bit and had a bunch of bad habits, we'll say, right? And throughout the process of of doing this father podcast, I realized I started making these choices and doing this personal development, right? Personal development. What's that look like? And uh, you know, I started waking up in the morning doing the meditation, waking up in the morning doing the reading, waking up in the morning doing the exercises and doing the things that were that were right for me. And then I realized too that. way that i was drinking the habits i had they weren't the ones that i was trying to impress upon my children and my children as you know your children are kind of like an almost immediate reflection of who you are and they're going to follow your habits they're going to follow they're not going to right what was what was the thing growing up you know do as i say not as i do but we all grow up doing exactly what our parents did right because that's the that's the model and so I realized this and uh, so I quit drinking because I didn't want my children to do that. I was like, is this the person that I feel like they should be? And that was the answer. And about six months later, after probably just like a steady diet of, who was it? Abraham Hicks, Law of Attraction, fell into that space and, and a whole bunch of other things. Not only did I, I end up having like this spiritual awakening, this kind of just massive numinous moment or, geez i'll probably say it was like a week a week and a half of just like this full-on body high being connected to source i'm like what the is this what <laughs> is happening and it was interesting too because i you know i ended up telling my wife i said hey you know i said meg i was like here's some things that are going on and i'm not really sure what it is or what's happening she's like you're, you're kind of scaring me i was like i'm a little scared too you know and she's like are you on drugs i'm like no, because if I was, then I, I would have something that I could point to. Right? It'd be a lot easier. I'd be like, oh, that's why I get it now. But no was the answer. And so um, it, it was really interesting because I'd already had a few people around me that I was able to reach out to. I had a Buddhist reverend that I was able to reach out to and say, hey, Sam, walk me through this. What's happening? And so he talked me a little bit off the ledge. I had another friend who uh, has you know twenty plus years of uh, addiction recovery under you know his belt, and I, I chatted with him. He's like, "You're fine. You're you're kind of in the right space." And it turns out that according to the Big Book, which is like an AA book, um, that most people after they go through sobriety around six to nine months, a spiritual experience is kind of like the norm. And then I had another friend who was deep into super Christian the super Christian guy and I was like all right let's Rudy what's up bud like here's what I'm going through and and like I'm feeling a little whacked out and and all this other stuff and um he's like oh yeah that's testimony I was like so this crazy experience that I was having that made like I was feeling crazy right it wasn't a crazy experience at all right like it was just like kind of accepted by everybody else in like these various circles and kind of something that just happens that people, many people are aware of only I I didn't, you don't see it coming, right? You don't see it coming. And what I do right now is for the past three or four years, I've researched, how do I talk about this, right? How do I, what language do I use? And because it's a whole new language, I'm in a whole new space, some whole new frame of mind. You talked about uh, kind of piercing the veil or lifting the veil, right? Behind our everyday life, there's something else. There's something Yeah, I don't want to call it more. It's just always there, right? It's something that we've never paid attention to. A lot of us haven't nourished our souls or our spirit. I know I didn't. I know I was always like, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. I was not spiritual at all. Like I was just not doing anything to address (laughs) the spirit, right? (laughs) That's a Um, lot of
0: people. (laughs) Right,
1: right. so I mean, so what I do now is I'm kind of there as a a catch-all for somebody maybe kind of spinning out or coming in to that space, like I'm freaking out, man. Yeah, you are freaking out, man. <laughs> right? Like, let's but let's talk about it. Let's catch that. And you're actually you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Let's talk about uh, what that looks like to integrate. Let's talk about what that looks like to remerge with yourself and kind of you know just step forward into it, right? And and it's um I mean that's that's kind of the shorter version of the oh, long version. I
0: love that. I love the way you talk about it because it's so inviting. That feeling of craziness, I think everybody goes through that phase when they first start to wake up. I mean, you feel insane because everything you thought was true is questionable now. And the other thing I think that, you know, I kind of laugh like most people don't actually do spirituality, right? They just talk about it. Like, I'm spiritual. I'm not religious. Yeah, right. But that's actually a cop-out in some ways. But really because there's something really scary, that's why, is because spirituality is like you have to make your own path that's actually you charting your own course to understanding your direct connection with god source creator allah divine whatever the word is you know mother earth i mean who knows we have so many words we get concepts i mean i don't want to limit anybody but that connection that is yours to have to your divinity that's yours to also discover and there isn't a recipe for it
1: <laughs> the truth is there is right the truth Oh, is okay there let's is find out the, well, and I didn't write it, right? I mean, the Bible is a recipe for it. Uh, the Koran's a recipe for it. Buddhism, religion is a recipe recipes. for it. They exist, and the thing is, is that it's the whole pearls before the swine bit, right? Just because you're laying down wisdom in front of somebody, doesn't mean they know what to do with it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Or that and, they even and, just go like this. Like it's just
1: well, like it, it, the other part too is 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 that I think a lot of people teach it in a literal sense fire and brimstone, yada, yada, all this stuff. But, but they haven't experienced their own awakening, right? So they're not conveying the message properly. Yes. You know, it's what... It, I would it, call it's myself
0: on that too.
1: <laughs> right, the message, the, the stuff is... All, yeah. the, all the material is there. It just hasn't been shared out in a way that is beneficial to an awakening. But if you go back through it after you've kind of had an awakening, like, oh, <laughs> here's all the answers. That's cool because it's all there. So I hate to bash religion, right? I think that religion's God its good place, but the thing about religion is that if it's being taught by somebody that doesn't know or has had that experience, how do you relate it to that experience? You can't, Well, and right? we're so all going just-
0: through this together. So I think some of us are a few steps ahead, but we're all in our own place with it. Like inside any church, let's just say inside mm-hmm. any church, I remember I went to church for a little while. I went to like a unity church, you know, just to kind of like see if that was the answer. Yeah. And for me, it was part of the answer. You know, like I, Mm -hmm. I got a lot from sitting there and, and I cried because the the things that they would say would touch my heart and I would, I would have a healing. I would cry. I would release. And I also would see people who were shiny, like shiny people. Mm -hmm. And I was like, those people are shiny what's so shiny about that person? Why is that person so shiny? And I radiant, was, shiny? Yeah, like radiant, shiny. Like, you yeah. know, like, yeah. and I wanted to be that. I was like, they look authentically happy. Right. And I was like, I feel like mud. You know, like <laughs> I don't feel <laughs> authentically happy. I feel stuck. Right. And But that person is totally happy. So in any church can be the whole gamut, right? It can be people mm-hmm. sitting there like wanting to understand, yeah, but totally not getting it. Yeah. And other people thinking they got it but they don't actually have it yet, right? Sure. And then sure. other people that are totally shining. So we're in it together. We're here to navigate this journey and we got to find the answers inside though. Talk about that because even if we're all together in the church, somebody else's answers are still not your answers, right?
1: Well, it's the whole, uh, what's that story talking about the keys that are left out? So, you know, the you got the guy who's outside looking at the keys on around the lamppost, neighbor comes up and he's like, well, you know, Hey, Brandon, what are you doing here? I'll be like, oh, I'm looking for my keys. Because okay, I'll help you. Everybody, we're looking around for a while. We're looking around for a while. Neighbor comes up and says, you sure you left them out here like around the lamppost? No, no, I left them inside, but I'm looking out here because this is where the light is, right? Like, I mean, the same story with us. We're, we're looking outside because this is where we think all the answers are. Like, I think all the answers are out here. So I'm just going to keep looking out here. I'm going to keep looking out here. I got to go to this school. I got to read this book. I got to go to this seminar. I got to do this thing. I got to talk to that person where if you just sit for a bit, get quiet. And that's hard to say. That's hard to say, too, because I don't think that meditation for the beginner is the answer. Mm-mm. Because it's then you're hard. <laughs> because then you're sitting there recycling all your normal thoughts. You're like, yeah. uh, And you're like, your mind is like a waste bin in whitewater rafting, right? There's more all my <laughs> shit going through like this mess and you're just, you're just a mess about it. So what I have found that has been very beneficial and meditating on steroids, meditating as if it like, we're easy type is breath work, which uh, I, don't have, I don't have this book in front of me. The book Neurodharma talks about it though. The idea isn't to like clear your mind, it's to focus. And he talks about, you know, counting each breath so uh, you you find other meditators talking about focusing on like a flame or a single image or, you know, looking at a, a picture in front of you. But what I found has been most beneficial to me is a learning how to breathe. And you go back to the beginning of this conversation, be like if I'm not even breathing right, what else don't I know? You're like, my whole life, I thought I've been breathing. Everything's been fine. But like, I'm not even breathing right. Holy smokes. Right. Like, let's let's we got to go back to the beginning but um so learning how to do the breath work doing the expansive doing the diaphragmatic breathing first of all you can just have some amazing experiences figuring that out but in terms of meditation to do just like a really focused breathing session and if there is work involved when you clear out of that that's like meditation is supposed to be like you come out of that and your brain's just like zoned in and you're humming, and you're just like, wow, I feel totally—I con- do, anyways. I'm not totally connected, and, and you kind of come out of there like kicking ass. You're like, boom, let's do this. Whereas, like, if I have like when I first started meditating, and I, or or I try to do it without guided meditation, I come out of there just like just as as clueless and befuddled as when I entered it.
0: Yeah, the breathing thing is so important to open up spaciousness within ourselves, as well as giving, like you said, something for our mind to do while we create spaciousness for ourselves, like giving it a task. It's kind of like a a restless dog that will just keep panting in your face until you give it a command. And that's basically, like I had a dog like that, ironically enough, when I was in the middle of like my worst overthinking and just like crazy mind and all of this. For a good part of that time, we had this dog that was a chocolate lab, who right. she was like so restless and so like freaking busy. Like the only way to, you had to constantly give this dog a command. And looking back, I see that was God saying, hey, Carrie, by the way, that's you. <laughs> like, this is you right now. So you need to like give some commands here <laughs> right. to this right. runaway mind.
1: Give yourself direction, right? Give your mind <laughs> yeah. direction. And I think the other thing, too, that people in terms of going inside, we get locked in on this idea of, well, I got, they they told me I got to quiet my mind. They told me I got to, you know, do all this stuff. And here's another, I shouldn't be having that thought. I shouldn't be, you know, getting kind of attached, like having this thought, let it all go. And I think that Headspace was really good for me. Uh, The app Headspace was really good for me in, in regards to kind of learning how to be the watcher of the thoughts or emotions. Is that a thought? That's a thought. Oh, okay. Just, and once and, and you label it, it just kind of goes away. That's an emotion. There it goes. Right? Uh, is that a thought or an emotion? That's a thought. All right. There it goes. And it's just so, instead of saying, that's a bad thought, that's an evil, I shouldn't be thinking that way. It's just, it's just a thought, man. Shit. Right? Just, that's a thought. That's an emotion. That's a thought. I mean, instead of like digging into it and uh, beating ourselves up because we had a thought
0: yeah. And where do those thoughts come from anyway? That's one thing I started to realize as I did more and more of this work, because I was like, where are those thoughts? Is that even my thought? Like, Did I choose to think that thought? I didn't no. choose to think that it's, thought. That thought just came in.
1: None of those <laughs> thoughts are yours. I mean, they all come from all the things that we picked up our entire lives, right? Look, none of the thoughts are ours.
0: And then I would feel bad. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe what a terrible person I am for thinking that. But then I took it personally. And that's why I love The Four Agreements. I know that's one of your your books too. The Four Agreements is like, it's so powerful. Because it's like, oh, I don't have to take that personally. Just because it came through my, I don't know, receptor field and my brain picked it up doesn't mean it's mine.
1: Right, right. Don't beat yourself up. As a matter of fact, what I like to kind of encourage people to do is is find word all right, maybe you don't like that thought. Where do you think it came from? Right? Go look for it. Because the deal is, every thought you have, kind of, it comes from somewhere, right? Uh, I'll have a thought uh, and I'll be like, I'll be like, what the hell? Why am I thinking that? And I'll go back. Oh, I was singing that song the other day and that came out again and it comes out. Whatever comes in is coming out again one way or another. This and is so- why I
0: don't think people should fall asleep with television on, especially not television news. Like. <laughs>
1: For sure, for Going sure. Going right into I mean, your well,
0: subconscious, you know?
1: Choose choose your diet, right? I mean, yeah, it's choose, quite your literally, diet. choose your diet. I, you know, I think for the past, I don't know how many years now, again, probably four to five years now, I go to sleep listening to like some meditation, Alan Watts, Wayne Dyer, Neville Goddard. You you know, your my my choice, you know, your choice of spiritual guru of uh du jour right? Uh, who, who am I trying to, you know, eke out some information from? But that's, again, that's the stuff that will, it'll start showing up in your life. You're like, oh, wow. And you'll start to see it through those lenses because that's now your diet. That's your mental diet. You create that. And that's the thing that most of us have a default right? We've, we've been taught, hey, you know, after you're done with work, you know, you should reward yourself by kicking off your shoes, sit down and watch the news. It's going to freak the fuck out for the rest of your, you know, you're going to be able to let you go to sleep at night because you're going to be like, ah, terrorists, the banks are failing, the world economy. And you're like, how am I going to fix this? Hey, you're not. So you probably shouldn't watch it. The weather. Okay. Maybe you want to watch the weather because X, Y, Z, but you could probably look outside and you're almost at the point in your life where you'd be like, it looks like it's going to be rainy today.
0: (laughs) Yeah, do you really need to subject yourself to that? I just feel like that people don't realize how much anxiety that causes. And I stopped watching the news probably like nine years ago, 10 years ago when I started my spiritual path and I was like, I'm just not going to let that into my field. I just don't right. need that. If it's bad enough, it'll show up on social media.
1: You know, <laughs> like, Look, if it, if I'm it, getting ready know. to
0: kind of get away from social media too, like make creating space because there's just so much. It's like, I want more space now. Like that's where the journey right. I think leads us is to wanting more and more space and connection. Sure.
1: I mean, I think that it, it, for me anyways, it leads to choices that we make it leads to what do we actually want in our lives you know to that end the piece that i'm doing right now is cultivating a divine mindset right it's like all right well how does that even happen it and it happens the same way as a growth mindset might be like okay i want a growth mindset okay well now you've got a growth mindset what's next and for me it was cultivating this divine mindset it was to say all right well either everything is god or nothing's god Right. Very similar to everything's a miracle and nothing's a miracle, like, you know, Einstein. And I was like, okay, well, if I make the decision that everything's divine and I'm divine and, you know, I'm connected to source and everything's God, then I'm going to make that decision. Uh, and you kind of walk through it and you say, all right, well, what's the next piece? And so literally it's, it's divine mindset with uh, the letters being an acronym for that. Was in, and so you say, hey, I've made my decision to do it, I'm going to initiate it. I'm going to create a vision of what's that look like in my life and really encompass the word vision. Because I think people also, they're like, well, I've got 20, 20 eyesight that I've got good vision. Like, you know, <laughs> that you can just see, and that's great. Congratulations. But a vision is, is something that, you know, is typically for the greater good of, of the whole that you're initiating and you're you know trying to lead a charge of that has a heart, mind connection that, makes your body hum, right? You Like, I see this and I can see this and it's all encompassing and it's going to bring good, right? So have some type of vision and then integrating it. Like we talked about at the beginning, like, all right, I've accepted this divine mindset. I've accepted divinity and, and like, I can feel the source. I know now that my spirit had been starving. Now it's being nourished through these, through meditation, through breath work, through spending some time in open space, right? Spending some time in nature, spending some time Grounding myself, doing all these things, you know, feeding that. And then um, you'll experience if you have not already had like an awakening at some point, right? This is cultivating that space that for that awakening. All right. Because if you're not ready for it,
0: you could force it all day long. It won't come.
1: Yeah. It won't. It won't. And it'll take twice as long, right? That's the other piece yeah. is, you know, the, the harder you try, the longer it's going to take. But the deal is, you do this without expectation. I wasn't looking, I wasn't trying. I wasn't like, you know, it'd be great. If I could just have this wackadoo experience and awaken, arise. I mean, it just doesn't. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. So the feeling that you get is called uh, numinous. You know, Carl Jung talks about it. He got it from a theologist named uh, Theodore Otto, and it's this divine grace that is overwhelming. You, you can't stop it. It's like this surge. It's kind of like um, when you're in the ocean and the water's warm and it's the right size wave and it's a gentle wave, it comes over you, you can't stop it and you just, you feel into it, right? And don't get me wrong, there's people that have, my experience is different than a lot of other people. People talk about dark night of the soul. I'm like, it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be like, you know, you fall down, you're crying every night and like you're, you're at a loss. There, there are other ways. And for mine and this feeling of numinism is it's this warm wave it's overpowering, but in just the sense that it's almost like it knocks your spirit and soul out of your body so you can see it for a moment, experience be like, oh, there it is. I haven't been using this thing at all. There it is. And it's welcome. Um, and the closest thing that I can come to believing similar to that would be being in a state of flow, right? So if you're in a state of flow, there's you know this kind of uh, time lapse or time just doesn't work the same way it always has right like <laughs> now you're like all right, you're like all right well times you know fluid. man-made function right like you're like oh wow yeah and fluid right it's kind of like it's like <laughs> does its own thing and uh so you experience that and being in a state of flow is very similar to having that numinous experience except for it's just at a larger scale in my opinion right that's been my experience and then finally you know in, in this whole like Divine acronym and framework creating this is like, like I was saying earlier, anything that goes in has to be expressed, right? You are expressing what's inside of you at all times, anyways, good, bad, forced, or whatever. It's still an expression of what's inside of you. It's going through, uh, what's that game? Like you drop the penny on the top and and like a you know, blue chick wheel or not a blue chick wheel, it's a something that's a that's an emotional tool. Anyways, you know, a little game where Plinko, that's what it is. And the coin like drops all the way. You don't know where it's going to go. It's going to bounce here. 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 And that's kind of like you trying to express what's inside. You're like, oh, I'm going to you this. Oh no, I got to say it like this. I'm with this crowd. I'm with this group. And you got this whole set of like internal filters, regardless of all that. It's an expression of your divine essence. Right. And when you do it, I think in a, in a divine way with grace, with source and with the universe you're no longer trying to do it like on your own right you no, you're no longer alone like as a you know as a human i wake up every day i'm like oh man i, I gotta do this 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 and this and there's just like this pressure but every once in a while i'm like. I I just got to let God handle this one. I got to let like, you know, source is with me. This is a benevolent universe. Like the universe isn't like, oh shit, like, you know, you're a mess and we're not going to take care of you anymore, right? Like some of these things that we put this pressure on ourselves, let go of it and let, hand it over to source, hand it over to God. And so um, that's to me is developing a divine mindset. And that's, you know, kind of what I walk people through.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I realized is that in my deepening of my spiritual path is that we're not here to get rid of things, right? Like, I like that you said, like seeing that every, if one thing is divine, then everything is divine. Some of the divine experiences a feeling of scarcity and a feeling of being small and human, right? I mean, that's part of the experience. I mean, but when we see the totality of the experience, it's much easier to hold this really tender space of being human when we can see our totality when we know the totality of ourselves it's so much easier to just be with with this ache in our in our heart or this loss or this grieving or this little moment of stress and you know I had one of these moments the other day because I opened my mail and I had one of those unwelcome messages from like the toll roads here saying that I hadn't paid for 2020 or something there's a huge bill with like all these fines and it's like really and I (laughs) I found myself like in this moment that I used to have all the time this moment of like panic and fear and scarcity and like oh my gosh I don't have like that much money right now like to just pay this bill and like where'd right. that even come from? And it's like out of the blue. And in those moments though, they're there to show us, okay, how are you going to handle this untruth? Right? Cause there's right. abundance. We know there's abundance. We know okay. there's, there's prosperity. We know that we're connected to all that is. And right. those experiences though, can kind of push us back into separation again. Like, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think in, in the whole idea of, And in the spirit of kind of divinity, we we need to look at ourselves as creators, right? We're creating any moment. We're creating every moment that we have there. And if we look at it in a scarcity moment, which again, to your point, is kind of necessary. We're forgetting that we probably created that moment in some way. We're creating it in a mental space, right? When you saw it, you're like, you created this, this void for yourself. You're like, (gasps) the bottom fell out, (gasps) right? Like, "I, I hate Old roads, why? Was well I could I totally project all of last it out, year. right?
0: Like, well, because well, the thing just... is, I was like, they're lying. Because I know I stayed in my house all of the pandemic. Like I was so <laughs> respectful of everyone's request and not drive and not be out there. Right. I actually didn't. So I was like, oh, they're lying. This is a false like, accusation, and, you know. And then I got to, I got to go into all of those old stories that I used sure, to have. Sure, but They're falsely sure. accusing me and they're against and
1: victim, me. They're, mode, yeah, a right? victim.
0: Yeah. And I mm-hmm. was like, and then after my husband we do this great process. We learn from our mentors where we talk each other down. You know, we just like, okay, we have three minutes to tell me the whole sob story.
1: You know? Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Get the
0: energy and like feel, feel it, like fully feel that sure. victimization. And so I did. Yeah. And then now you make your magic claim. Like, okay, this is what I want instead. You know, like
1: the right. creation because process. Because we're creators. So you're, yeah. Right. You're, you're, and to me, I think that that's really uh, when people are like, we're made in the creator's image. That's the spiritual essence of who we are, the divine essence of who we are. And we're sent here to create. And people also get kind of hung up and like, well, I'm not very creative. Bullshit. All day long. Yeah, seriously. You're creating creating it all
0: the time. That's the thing is we're like, I had to finally own that, Brandon. Like I was Mm -hmm. by the fourth round of this, like you have three minutes to tell you. And it took four rounds for me last night to get through it. Because it was very triggering, you know? So I was like, okay, four (laughs) rounds. And finally at the end, I was like, I know that I'm creating my entire reality for myself and that was my creation. <laughs> so right. why would I ask myself to experience that? Hmm. To ask myself again, like, do you really know who you are? Carrie mm. hummingbird. Are you just right. playing like, you know how you are? And then right. one of those like, okay, I take radical responsibility for that showing up in my reality. It's not their fault. I sure. take radical responsibility it showed up.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's it. Who'd I see? I saw uh, Jack Canfield a couple of years ago. And he's like, 100% ownership is a lot easier than 99%. Because if that 1% is outside, then, then you've got the ability to be like, oh, no, I couldn't. and, and like you know. But if you just own it all. You're just like, All right, yeah, I did that. I created this thing that I think is good or bad in my life. And there it is. And just take ownership. Mm-hmm. It's just that much easier.
0: And right? we're we're experiencing collective patterns because we're connected to the whole. Sure. So I had to own that too. I was like, okay, I'm not an island. I'm part mm-hmm. of a collective. Sure. And I'm part of a collective that's experiencing this awakening of like, I'm not separate. I'm not small. And in the process of awakening to that, we often go through some fear about that. like. What if I am? What if I'm separate? What if I yeah. don't have help? What if I, you know, all that collective stuff is in the space right now?
1: One of 400 trillion. That's the odds of you being born. Do you think the universe is going to be like, you know what, let's just take this one in 400 trillion and throw it out, right? It's a benevolent universe and being able to teach yourself to see it that way, that's fine, man. That's what I do anyways. But like one in 400 trillion, like, you know, you've got your kids and I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure You do your best to make sure that they're given the best that you can give them in their lives, right? So what makes you think that the universe, God, source, or other isn't doing that in it's one in 400 trillion shot, right? But like, again, to me, that would be mind-boggling, especially as a parent, like one in 400 trillion. Like I've been trying this for like a while now. (laughs) I got it. So I I think that we need to look at it that way, and I think another piece that we talk about in creating our reality—it's very important to denote that we're creating a reality. Carrie's creating Carrie's reality, Brandon's creating Brandon's reality, but it is not the reality. So just to kind of separate it like that, right? So that people aren't like, "Oh, so you mean you're creating this and over there?" Hey, hey, slow down, dude. Let's settle down, right? Like just creating a reality, and it's one that you're not going to see simply because. I mean, you're just not built for it, right? Carrie, you see only what you can see. You only, nobody else can see it the way that you can. And likewise, right? And, and same for everybody. But to realize that it's your creation, man, have some fun with it, right? What's the line is, uh, I think it's Earl Nightingale talks about a lot of people act like they are you know, just an actor in their play when really they're, like, they're the author. Like, Why wouldn't you have the lead role? And I don't care if you want to call somebody narcissistic Or whatever because uh, they took the lead role in their lives. What are you supposed to do? You're not supposed to sit back in your life and just let it all happen to you. Have some fun with it.
0: Yeah, I think that's the major thing is to be courageous and to realize that we are in a planetary evolution of consciousness right now. And so we have this opportunity now. Whereas maybe before things were a little too dense in the frequencies to allow it, but now it's open. It's available. It's right here. And we can all access it, you know? So the master teachers of the past were able to reach up into the upper dimensions and bring it down. We now are closer to the upper dimension so we can bring it down for ourselves. For sure. That's kind of like what that means to be close to the fifth dimension, you know? So we are able to manifest now for ourselves. And that's why it can happen on a global scale. It's just that we haven't woken up to believe we can do it yet. You know, we're waking up to believe it now. It's in the process. 100%,
1: 100%. It's
0: in the process. Give You know, everybody give yourself a little space and grace. I mean, as you learn to be a creator, you might stub your toe a few times or like not do it perfectly the first time. You know, I'm always with myself with this brand. And anytime I create something new, you know, to express my gifts, the first time out, I want it to be like just a success. Just like, I just want it to be like angel horns and, you know, like... Yeah, I, think
1: and- I think the question—the question, the, the question comes—is like kind of where's the fun and growth in that, right? Where's the fun? Like imagine like it's, it's uh, <laughs> when I was playing you know video games growing up, you could put the cheat code in the game, like you you would play for the a while, <laughs> you, you, you'd play for a while, and then like you'd be like, oh all right, I'm gonna put the cheat code in, but then you put the cheat code in, and be like this game sucks, right? Because there's no challenge <laughs> anymore. So like if you're That's running so around true. with the cheat code, like it's like it's kind of boring.
0: Code. Yeah, it's like if I'm you trying
1: if you know how it's going to turn out, why are you showing up, right? Like you don't put on a movie because, well, sometimes you put a movie on that you've seen before because you you know how it's going to end, right? And you're like, all right, I need this in my life. But like most of the times you don't, you know, you don't pick up a a new book to read because you know how it all works out.
0: You're talking about the unknown right now. And that's what we're all in right now because we're in the creative space. So we're in the unknown. We're in that womb of creation. We get the opportunity to decide what we want to create and then practice creating it.
1: Well, listen, Carrie, a lot of people are scared of that because they've been told what to do their entire lives. And heaven forbid that you get the keys to your own life to drive off into the fucking sunset, pardon my language. But like, I mean, there you go. This is yours. Have at it. And you're like, are you sure? I'm not sure I should be driving this thing. You know, never had like- Yeah, that
0: fear of of like stepping above your grade or like sticking your neck out or being mm -hmm. different or- being a rebel or being outcast. There's like all these fears involved in stepping into the unknown and being a creator.
1: And again, I would have to say, the past well, about 150 years, whenever new newspapers came out about it, like, I mean, we've been fed kind of this media and we've been formed into this space. And over the past uh, couple hundred years, and I would say to your point, you know, we are at a point right now where. We have access to make our own choices, what we consume. We've always had that, sure, but like now we have it at, at like this huge level, like the internet, right? Your feed is your feed wherever you are, because guess what, you created that feed, and like being able to kind of like consciously curate your feed, it's a really good lesson on, on how to operate your own mind and the rest of your life, right? Like, all right, well, you mean I can curate? I, I can dictate what shows up in my life. And it's kind of like this startling reality, like, where else can I do this? And again, you begin to establish and create the life that you truly desire because you realize the power of of your choice.
0: Exactly. And if you're not getting the results you like, then you can change it. That's the benefit of taking 100% radical responsibility is that you can, like you said, like if it's not going the way you wanted it to go and you had some expectations around that. You can play around with surrender. You can play around with, okay, what beliefs do I have inside my matrix that still needs some modifying? You know, you can reprogram yourself Mm -hmm. so that you become the person that lives a life that you said you wanted and you become that that person. And I think that a lot of it has to do with being in the mystery and learning how to get comfortable in mystery and not knowing I actually love mystery movies and mystery novels. And right. you're inspiring me in this moment because maybe I should just like do that for fun again because I actually love not knowing what's going to happen. And so I have to remind myself of that at times when I get frustrated that it's not predictable. It's like, Carrie, you love the mystery. Like if I can predict the ending, I'm bored. I right. love movies that I can't predict the ending.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why everybody <laughs> loves like those, the twist. <laughs> yeah. right? Where did that come at? I didn't see <laughs> that coming. <laughs> and and we live in a society though where we want it all to be predictable we want like the answers i mean that's why 2021 has been such a you know 2020 was such a crazy like, upheaval right like yeah i don't understand Like, what do you mean i can't get toilet paper what do you mean i can't do this what do you and just what do you
0: mean there's like different experts saying different things and i don't know what to believe
1: (laughs) and a a, a massive disruption in in life as we knew it and we couldn't handle that shit and 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 that's where i think a lot of this awakening is coming from though a lot of people have some time to spend and sit with themselves be like all right well if this is like my last year on earth, let's turn it into something. Let's make it meaningful. Let's understand why am I here? Why do what is my purpose? Let's reevaluate this whole situation. My twenty jo- job that I was at for twenty years just went away because they shut the doors. Let's you know stability is not what I think it is. Holy smokes. What do you mean, right? And just gives you a chance to, you know, in my mind, give us all a chance to reevaluate who we are uh, and the truth of kind of a. And where can we go from here?
0: Exactly. Exactly. I love this. Perfect. Perfect message for this time. I love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. And we all have a brand new lease on life. And every single day, every day you wake up that you're still here, that's your opportunity to create what you want. You know, and if you find things that you're doing that are like, meh, then become wow. You know, make the choice. (laughs) You know? Right. Like, don't settle for meh. Yeah. Come on. That sucks. Meh, Meh, it's so boring and so mediocre and sucks. So like do something stylish, become that amazing, exquisite self that you actually are underneath all those layers of mud that got put on you and that you adopted, right? To get your way through it. I mean, it's that massive puzzle, the soul puzzle. You get to work out how you find yourself again through all that.
1: Yeah, I think you said it earlier today, find the courage to start your path. If you're not doing something that you enjoy, That's okay. Go find something that you enjoy, though, too, right? Be like, you can have a little bit of both. Like, I mean, look, day job, got to do the day job. But like, where else can you find some joy if you're not having it? If you've been watching TV for five hours a night, what's it look like to spend an hour reading a book that you enjoy? Doing some artwork, doing some digital photography, doing some personal development. Singing. uh, Creating a... a Singing. Anything. Again, a creative endeavor doesn't have to be uh, painting, writing, etc. Creative endeavor is something that a space that you create that uh, leaves you feeling kind of fulfilled and buoyant when you're done with it.
0: This is why artists are awake and alive, and they have an open connection with their divinity. They might not, you know, they're on a various stages of awareness of that, but they have that open heart connection that allows them to hear the message or receive the inspiration and translate it into a piece of art that we can all enjoy, which is why I love hanging out with artists. And so become an artist, just become an artist of your whole life. Like right. your whole life is a canvas. You get to create it. And I want you to enjoy it when you get to the end and look back on your creation and go, wow, I like rocked that. I love my life. 100%. That's why I want you to feel. So how do people get started with you? I know they can check out your Spiritual Dope podcast.
1: Yeah, look, I just send people to uh, spiritualdope.co. You'll be able to find, you know, uh, Instagram, Facebook there. Uh, A couple courses on there that walks through the divine uh, mindset process is over there. Got some old school stuff that I left up. Got a prosperity game, 30-day prosperity game. Oh, that's fine. If you're trying to develop a prosperity mindset, you know, go through that that process. And I even shared out, uh, you know, a few years back, one of the probably most interesting books that i've read was the the science of growing rich and i did a 17 you know i did a 17 chapter deep dive on each one of those chapters and just kind of explored it and today's kind of vernacular what's that look like to because the book was written in 1911 okay what's it mean now in this different space and uh versus this other ambitious killer mentality right how do we create like something that's authentic and, and beneficial to humanity and i think that Science of Getting Rich did a a really good job of doing that. So head on over there, get some information, get some deets. If you want to connect, just send an email over to Brandon at spiritual.co.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Brandon. I appreciate you. And for everybody listening, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being with us this week. We really appreciate you. And we hope that this has given you some things to contemplate in your own life. And if you think of somebody in this moment that might really receive the messages or the vibration that we shared in this podcast together, share it out with them take a risk, be courageous to be called out as woo-woo and just share it out and see what they say. You, might, you never know, you might change their life completely and wouldn't that be a blessing? Also do all the things, you know, like, share, subscribe, follow, all that stuff because the engines need that and we, we appreciate you helping us. Now we're gonna give you kisses. Are you ready for the kisses? We're going to give kisses on the way out.
1: Is that what we do? You want to help me out? Okay. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Ready?
0: Here come the kiss, everybody. We love you.
1: Mm. Wow. wow. Like that? Like, yeah. Wow.
0: However like. you kiss. Wow.
1: I don't I usually do this, but <laughs> wow.
0: I got it a kiss. It's
1: like an Academy Award, right? <laughs> wow. Thank you so much. Thank you so wow. much. We love okay. you.
0: <laughs> yeah. We'll see you guys next week on Soul Nectar Show. Bye for now. If you found even one gold nugget in this episode of Soul Nectar Show, will you do us a favor? Will you subscribe, like, and share this episode? Maybe even write a comment and let us know what you thought about it. We really, really want to engage with you at a much deeper level. Let's be part of community together. Have a great week, everyone. Bye for now to dive in deeper to nourishing conversation visit soulnectar.show Soul show.
1: Awake awake.
0: The Soul nectar. Nectar show. take a sip Soul from nectar the gift of the nectar from the, the source nectar of life